Last time, on Tabletop Garden, the Great Molasses Flood. You notice a poster, an announcement from the American anarchists threatening to dynamite you if you don't stop deporting anarchists. I'm Lucy, and I'm playing Harmony Wright. I will go to Purity Distilling, the main office. I'm Jim, and I'm playing Lorenzo Caligari. And I'm going to uh, go over there and uh, and talk to the, the folks who are guarding purity. I'm Melissa, and I'm playing Sam Michaels. I will use sh- my skill of ship engineering. Put a chink in the armor, winter too warm, unleash a mother load. Hey, this, this place doesn't even need a bomb. Look, there's, it's recently sealed, but still leaking. It's in bad shape. Look, there's metal shards flaking. This place, this place doesn't need any help. I don't know if they just decided they couldn't afford the good metal or uh, just built it super cheap or if this thing is fuller than it's supposed to be or it was built for something else or or what but it's not gonna hold up too much longer and uh as you're standing kind of looking at this tank and showing this this piece of metal off uh, a man comes out of that little office and and rushes towards you all and walks right up to you sam and tries to like knock the piece of metal out of your hand um Uh... and and he says uh what the hell are you all doing snooping around here? We just had a an inspection. Everything's fine. You don't need to be... Are you, what, are you with the fire department? Get, get, out, get out of here. Um, so this is the investigation attacking with... Uh, actually, no. He says, get out of here or I'm calling the cops. Oh no, the fuzz. <laughs> so this is an attack of... I think this is just a straight <laughs> attack against your nerve. Um, mm-hmm. Boosted with hegemony, <laughs> with the uh, the edge of cops. So that's a that is a four bold, um, and at the same time, uh, Mister Gel says to Harmony, uh, "Now you get on out of here, girl, or I'll call the cops." Ugh. So you're all getting a a four against your nerve. nerve. So this one's easy. I'm going to use Always Composed to boost my nerve, which okay. brings it to either six or seven. And so that's blocked. Um, so I'd like to, to just, I don't know, dodge this attempt to take the metal out of my hand, to knock the metal out of my hand. Okay. I'm a, I'm a sturdy sort of person accustomed to holding on things in uncertain circumstances. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'll, I'll stay composed. I'll, I'll keep a pretty pretty blank face i'm not trying to cause an overabundance of trouble um no sir we're here doing an inspection for the fire department thank you for accommodating us sir do you do you handle things so well lorenzo (laughs) so um interesting thing is that uh, i'm going to uh start start talking to him uh to convince him we should be here um which i shall i shall role play in a moment my nerve is currently four because I had one one wear on my nerve, um, but I can boost bec- uh, with this hopefully because I also have extra convincing. Uh, extra convincing, you are always boosted on challenges to convince someone or tell a lie. Yeah. So, so because you're kind of this is actively like 
you're actively in a negotiation. Um, do you, how do you back? Cause Sam's already kind of been deferential. How do you, okay. how do you back him up? I, well, I'm basically going to, uh, uh, I'm going to say, listen, pal, we're doing, we're, we are here having to do our jobs because they're, because we got the, we got reports of someone coming around possibly doing some tampering and we had to check it out. It's a structural situation. You are aware that there are city ordinances about having to make sure that, that the structure of all of the, the buildings, buildings are safe. All our permits were approved. I'm going to guess you've been talking to Gonzalez. He's just a uh, disgruntled former employee. Don't worry about it. I, I promise you, we've been we're, we're working with the government. We're making sure that everything's everything's safe. Uh, you don't need to worry about any of these these anarchists bombing this this thing. Everything's square. If you got an issue, you can talk to my boss. He'll tell you the same. How is Harmony doing? Well, bad. Can I say what my common resource that I have? During the session is sure. so. I was thinking maybe it could be something like just I don't know. I'm trying to work this out narratively. Y'all can help me if you can think of something better. But I was thinking I could have favor. I mean, I was thinking anarchist, but I don't know how that would make sense. <laughs> Whatever it is, I wanted something that I can throw at cops. Hmm. Like. <laughs> Physically? <laughs> well, probably more metaphorically. Could you have like <laughs> a, a patron of some sort that um, that's kind of you're you're involved politically? Maybe whoever you know, whoever funds the the political maneuvers, you'd be able to say, "Oh, I'm working with so and so in the city council or something." Okay. Yeah. Or city council or even depending on how far the reach is like if like someone in what role would it be i don't know we've been watching the mentalist uh like the someone who would be a defendant or a defender like a lawyer that would yeah. be on your side to to discourage cops from prosecuting or something like depends on if one can hold both anarchist and anarchist views and be a lawyer in the system to which of course they can but you know but that would be a benefactor group status is a common resource that you could leverage here or that could be the thing all right i guess the lawyer idea is what i'll go with and so harmony will say call Whoever you need to, I know DA boss person, and I'm not worried about it. Probably, let's see. The person you know, let's say, is um, is Jack Tully. Um, he's a he's a not a DA, but a um, notorious uh, socialist identifying lawyer. That's just like is is the person that like the the socialists will like call on to sue folks for not matching regulations and so on and and he doesn't win all his cases but he makes it real inconvenient for people when he gets involved perfect i'll be on the horn with jack tully in two shakes of a lamb's tail but i am having to take an affliction that's entangled okay <laughs> 
So you're both entangled and... Stymied. Stymied. All right. And it is your turn. You're face-to-face with Jell. He's heard the name Tully, and kind of his hand was on the phone receiver, and he takes it off and crosses his arms, and he says, What is it that you want? He says, Take your... Take your drugs back. What? Why are you here? What? I don't. I can't. I'm having no trouble with a lawyer. I already crossed them off my sheet. You're going to have to keep them. Um, <laughs> I already told you I'm here to take a look at the books. I'm here to take a look at the books because I know you're cooking them. No, you're some random person off the street claiming to know a lawyer. What do you... We're not cooking any books. I want to look around this room at papers or bullets and this is like, um, have you seen The Usual Suspects? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like in The Usual Suspects. And I'm trying to find a name that I can use to something that seems like a powerful person who is above this person that I can name drop right now. This can be my attack if you want. I think it definitely should be. (laughs) I am... This is definitely a mind attack. I mean, I kind of want to boost with my tie with Sam for, like you know, relying on their attention to detail and awareness of surroundings Mm. to, like, help me make sense of this all in the moment. So that last, uh, that latest poem I wrote that was about one Mm. specific pipe junction down in the, on the third uh, floor of the ship deck that's it uh <laughs> inspired you to pay very close attention to your surroundings <laughs> it's just so detail oriented it's inspiring <laughs> put everybody to sleep in the in the place <laughs> except for me except for you who apparently was paying attention and i'm wondering if i could use an edge of fields work in this situation since I'm definitely making something impromptu here. <laughs> what what did you do previously? Fieldwork is about you set this up already. What I thought that was prior research. Prior research is you've done research on this, you know you um, fieldwork is the MacGyver edge. It is something that I did previously in this scene uh, has set me up for this. So what what was it? Well, I mean, maybe it was my, like, careful dressing and how I did that because I didn't just come in my anarchist clothes. Okay, yeah, you, you dressed for, for a con. Um, so what was the number? An eight. All right. He cannot defeat that. So he's going to block the edge with his government connections but you've done point of stress against gel as you you look around and you notice um a piece of uh, like a, a a paper an invoice from boiler maker boiler maintenance 
uh, company called Walter W. Fields and Sons, and it's got Boilermaker John Urquhart, and it's a an invoice for recalking a tank. So which of those names seems like the most important person? Fields would be the the person who owns the company who he contracted. Urquhart would be the expert who presumably was doing maintenance on the tank. So up to you. Do you want do you want the head of the company he hired or do you want the technician who actually did the work? The head of the company. Okay. So Fields. Walter Fields. I'll say uh Mr. Fields specifically contracted me to come in and take a look and make sure the numbers all line up. Yeah, he, uh, he says... Look, I'm tired of arguing with you. I- I'm an accountant. Um, Honestly, I could be... What is it you guys say? Making a living right now. So could you just let me look at the spreadsheets or the ledgers? He... <laughs> spreadsheets. <laughs> he sighs and says... I am going to, once I have a moment, I'm going to have a word with with Walter, but for now, here. Um, and he, uh, he searches through his desk, he picks up that, that invoice that you spotted, he, like, lifts it up, he pulls out the, the, uh, the carbon, uh, below it, he says, I don't know why your people didn't keep proper records he says here's your invoice he uh looks through his like he pulls out a ledger and like flips through it and he says he shows you a page of the ledger which has you know this is the the money paid to walter w fields and sons he like holds out the invoice shows you that they match he hands you the the carbon copy and he says as you can see Everything's in order. If there's any further problems, then have have Walter call me up himself. This is very irregular. Um, and he is... Uh, remind me once again of your afflictions. Stymied and entangled. Rot row. <laughs> yes. He says... Now that is all that you are entitled to at this moment. I have done as you asked. Now I will kindly ask you to leave the premises or I will have to inform Mr. Fields that you are trespassing. So he is targeting your affliction of entangled and uh, using the edge jacuzzi. Jacuzzi. That all lines up. (laughs) You are rather accusable. (laughs) (laughs) i say um first i snatch the (laughs) carbon copy Mm. out of his hand and i say well capitalism sucks have a very nice day (laughs) good day sir (laughs) and he he just is staring you like he doesn't doesn't even understand what you said like just the 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 um you you shocked him so greatly this announcement out of con the context that he thought this conversation was um that you were able to make a very dramatic storm out um and the uh the receptionist kind of is is 
startled as you are you leaving entirely leaving the building uh i get out there and then i say i said good day uh-uh, <laughs> uh-uh. and suddenly we're in the world of stacking <laughs> and she uh, she rushes into the office and you hear her like apologizing preemptively um as you make your way out oh my god so lorenzo you have just um confronted and 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 started the the talking to to this uh to the site manager so i have so, so i have a thought of where to take this next before i do would you could you remind us how the uh, uh how the antagonist how the uh adversary the adversary, that's the word I was reaching for. How the adversary is doing. Um, the adversary has taken no stress directly. It has uh, spent some stress to um, create some extras and experts, which it's going to be doing more of in a moment. Okay. Um, and uh, it otherwise is unaffected, but it's it's uh, it's down three stress total from, from those activities. Okay. Um, is this uh, is this fellow we're talking to one of those? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm looking for a blank index card. None of these cards are blank. All of these have things on them. We are back. All right. So yes, this this guy is an expert. Okay. So what I'm about to attempt to do <laughs> is to. Well, before I before I proceed here, is this someone that I've seen around? Um, yeah, vaguely. He doesn't he doesn't seem to you haven't like seen okay. him out and about much, but he looks familiar. Okay, all right. He's so clearly I'm... like he's got a, he's got a he's got kind of the blue collar person suit on. He's clearly mm-hmm. like the boss, but not. You know, he clearly does paperwork, but is not the you know not one of the one of the managers. Okay, all right. No, that's fine. Um. Yeah. All right. What I'm about to attempt to do may involve turning him as into something of not necessarily an ally per se, but uh, someone who, who I'm hoping will, uh, in, in the near future, uh, be able to help us. Uh, because since I've, since I've started my tirade, it's going to continue a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, as, and I'm going to point to the, uh, to the metal object that he snatched out of Sam's hand. I think Sam Sam dodged it, but you can so you can point to. Oh, okay. Or they was going to. I'm going to point to that, and I'm going to point to other areas, just sort of around where I, I you know, we've been looking around where I think they're probably about. Mm-hmm. And he's going to say, with the structure of this thing being being the way it is. By the way, with the reports we've been getting, that there is a, that there is a possibility with with some tampering. I don't know how much longer this thing, how much longer this thing is going to hold if people keep coming in here and messing with it. There is a there. There are reports. We have someone. You you know if you if if you're worried about you know we've been hearing about what anarchists or whatever. There's a we've had reports of a fella who's going around in this gray suit. We don't know exactly what it is yet. We think you know, I don't know. We think it might be tied to the anarchists. We don't know. But uh, as uh, if, if they're doing uniforms or whatever now, which is in which to me just doesn't make sense. But you know whatever. <laughs> uh, but the, the the these this gray suit with these stripes, and I will describe the man mm-hmm. okay. as someone that is dangerous and needs to be looked out for. And just saying, because when I do my report about all this, we're gonna have to make damn sure 
that this thing is still standing at, at the end of the day. He says, pointing to the, uh, to the tower. And a uh, couple of things. So once again, I am attempting to convince someone, mm-hmm. perhaps even lying a bit, which would make me boosted, uh, using once again extra convincing. Um, I would like to, if I may, since I am, I have potentially what's, what may be credible evidence of these things falling off of the potential for for doing harm tampering. I'm wondering if I could use Jacuse here, uh, levied against the man in gray. Sure. And I will point <laughs> even well while accusing while him. I think you're targeting you're targeting the superintendent, so I am targeting the superintendent. But but you have you have evidence that he you're you can jacuse him of kind of the, the negligence and, and maintenance and stuff problems. Well that too, yeah. Yeah. That in and of itself will be something. So what was that's the edge. What was the, the boost again? Uh, the boost again comes from extra convincing. Okay. So you're boosted, you don't do wear unless you actually expend yeah. something. Yeah. But yeah, so that what's that number? Okay, so that's gonna come out to a six. Alright, six on hmm. Is this more nerve or wits? Are you you're you're kind of tricking him, you're kind of convincing him. It's the, uh, the, the, <laughs> this is my eternal problem. This is, it's, it's mm-hmm. everything I do. It's like line is on one line or another. I think, first of all, you, you mentioned this gentleman does look like somewhat of a, someone who does the paperwork. Um, but he also just yeah. seems like someone who has a certain degree of nerve given what he did just now. Um, yeah, he seems, he's, he's kind of got an indignant air about him. Um, he, you'd, you'd probably peg him. As a little, a little more enthusiastic than he is clever. Okay, so yeah, I think then I'm going to lean. I'm, I'm going to try to lean more into wits, where I'm talking about it not necessarily as a thing where I'm trying to get him to blink, but hence the mentioning of the paperwork, hence the mentioning of the problems with the structure, hence the mentioning of the report. Yeah, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to have to give about all of this. Of course, um, that there, there are dangerous people about, and things need to be taken care of, and so we're attacking his wits. He'll uh he'll take that. Um, he cannot he cannot block that on wits, and he kind of thinks and he's listening. He's like, that that doesn't make much sense. I mean, that sounds like you're talking about Ronald Reagan. You've never heard this name before. He says he says uh, what? he said he was with the government agency, uh, helping with the securing of the facility, but. You're saying that he might be someone trying to pull a fast one over on us. Well, I can tell you, as far as the uh, as far as the as far as the government people been telling us, <laughs> I don't think that guy's for real. I mean, what kind of a name is Ronald Reagan? I don't know. It sounds <laughs> it's not a good one. Sounds a little young for him, honestly. But uh, oh my god, I don't know. Listen. I know you got your concerns, uh, but uh, we've just had this thing recocked. Uh, my boss, Mr. Gell, personally approved the plans. Um, it's been standing just fine. Had loads in and out of it for years now. I'll I'll help you with dealing with this problem as much as you like. Uh, the you know I, I can give you a a call at the at the fire station if if reagan shows up again um but uh in the end this this isn't like i'm just i'm just trying to to run a a site here get molasses delivered to 
the tank, get molasses out of the tank. I I I don't know that there's there's much for you to, to be doing here. Um, so he's going to he's attacking your nerve again. Uh, okay. Um, with uh boosted with not my problem. Um, so that it is an attack of four. Okay. Did I take uh. Did I take wear on my nerve before? Actually, I don't think I did. I think you said that, uh, that there was... I mean, I, I have wear, one wear on my nerve. I, I think you should have taken a second. Should I have taken a second? I can't remember if there was something where you said that someone was not using an edge, but I can't remember if it was the one on me or not. Um, but if I took a second, then I shall reflect that on my sheet. It's whether the attack comes in bold that it matters. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I keep messing that up. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with me? Don't answer that. There are too many answers to that. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, so if I have, to, if I'm two down, then I my ner- current nerve is three. How much is uh, four? You say is what he's coming in with a four. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me see what we can fork in here. I can see the danger though of what uh, of, of uh, the the edges of um, trying to just uh, use something like extra convincing because if. Uh, <laughs> I, I can understand it encouraging me to be just like, okay, well, I could just talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think extra convincing applies here because yeah. yeah, you're not trying to convince him of anything at the moment. Yeah. He's trying to get you to leave. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, he should be coming in with an edge, too. Um, obligation. Oh, okay. He, he said he'd help you out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So you can boost and block this. You'll just take more wear. Yeah. We haven't discussed a... A scenario once you have more wear than you have stat. Yeah, that's a fair question. I, I think it just keeps working the same way it always did. Oh no! And hit eventually. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's gonna. Once it's, you go to the negatives, it's gonna be hard. Because if I take this, it's gonna flip in a second. Um, and uh, or it's gonna flip from two wear to three wear, and I'm gonna have a lower nerve than uh, anything else. So I'm trying to decide if strategically the best thing is to go ahead and uh, is is to try and block it, or if I should go ahead and take the stress, which would also be an issue. I'm, I'm feeling almost a little afraid to take stress because of you know <laughs> having you know because of recent death by molasses. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's an interesting question. Yeah, we're so early on. I I'm gonna I think I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take more wear. Uh, okay. So let's see, what shall I burn here? To boost. I guess I could use bargaining. Um, if I, really, I really don't want to give it up. It's so early. <laughs> In the, I say it's early. It's just because we haven't done any damage to the antagonist yet. Okay, so he was he was just basically saying, okay, no, it's okay. We'll take care of it. He was trying to basically placate me into leaving. And actually, I mean, I'm almost at this point inclined to go ahead and leave uh, because I I'm I'm starting to think there's there's not a lot we can get out of this. Um, mm. So the the funny thing is, in the fiction, we might be about to do exactly what the guy is saying. Yeah, but whether you so. need to take the stress for it. Uh, you could introduce one of your quirks. Yeah, okay. I'm going to sort of distract him a little bit here in, in, in an attempt to in, invoke my quirk of family person, right? Okay. And they'll say... I mean, look, fella. I, I, I'm not trying to give. I'm, I'm not trying to harass you on this. I, I, I you understand. This is. Uh, I mean, it's I. I got all the respect in the world for the product that you folks put out. My ma uses it in her recipes all the time. 
so it's not something we're, we're not we're, we're not looking to uh, we're not not looking to buffalo you here. I don't know if that's an expression yet, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but but so. insert area appropriate uh, uh, word for buffalo here, uh, in in the sense of trying to 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 bull rush, which I think it might actually be okay. But anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> not trying to knock you down here or anything. We just want to make sure. Everyone's everybody's going to be safe, of course, and then that all the uh, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed because, as I'm sure you know, paperwork begets paperwork, right? But that's uh, uh, the truth. Yeah. He he gave you when you said your grandmother used the product in cooking. He gave you the weirdest look, um, <laughs> and oh, no. you, you, get, you get the feeling that I said no recipes. You get the feeling that maybe uh, the product made. Any product that he knows about isn't to be used in cooking, but also that maybe he's like, I don't know, dude is just flattering me. There's metal flakes in this molasses. You don't use molasses in recipes, am I? Not ones with metal flakes in it. <laughs> I don't recommend putting that in your food. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Apparently, they don't sell molasses. Oh. They use molasses. Oh, that's fair. But yeah, yeah, that's he, true. Uh, he says, he says uh, yep, yeah, you sh- sure are right. Hey, any paperwork you can save me, I'm happy to, to have your help. He says, uh, "Just uh, let me know. Take all the time you need. Uh, I'll be, I'll be in the office." And he is turning as if to, as if to head back. Much appreciated. Yeah. Um, so take the additional wear on your nerve. Right. And Sam, Oof. this guy's heading back. You can certainly just let him if you want. I think so. Is there anything else you you want to get done? I don't know that there's anything else we want to do in here. I can't think of anything. Yeah, we've examined the structure. We don't... We got a name. We got a name. Yeah. Okay. Unless we can find some other way to look for any tampering that that, uh, Mr. Reagan has done. God. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) I'd already forgotten that Ronald goddamn Reagan was here. And you you also have gotten the name Gonzalez as a a disgruntled employee. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's very true. Did they... Okay. Hmm. So did they say where Gonzalez would be? Uh, he didn't. That's that's something you okay. could... That would be a good attack, I think. Yeah. Let's find out... Let's find out where this legitimately and understandably grumpy soul is. <laughs> because capitalism. So I'll nod my head. Do you want to you wanna head out? We can, um... We can maybe wander a bit and find some info. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anything else to go at here. And, I mean, you know, we know a little more than we did. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're hiding people in their office or something, you know. I mean, maybe. Who knows? These people. Uh, let's see if... Uh, do we know the name of a bar? The bar? That... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that, that oh, Irish yeah, the... pub, maybe? Oh. The one that... I was going to yeah, say... The, was... the one that collapsed? What's, what's yeah. its name? Oh. oh, God. Am I coming up with it? I don't know that I know of any Irish names that don't just sound like horribly... St- Stereotypical. I mean, it could it could be it could be a nautical name. It could be like the <laughs> the easy birth. No, that's the, too funny. Um, the the hoof and mouth. The comfortable birth. The uh, oh, with an e. Okay. Um, fingers I, away. I was confused. <laughs> the tipsy winch. No winches. <laughs> the tipsy birth. Now googling. Fish varieties. <laughs> the foghorn. Uh, let's see. 
Let's go for... The block and tackle. <laughs> you know what? I like block and tackle. That is sufficiently okay. silly. <laughs> what time of day is it? It's, I'd say about noon. You've spent most of the morning... That's right, yeah. ...casing this place and maybe early after, a little after lunch. Okay. So, go in, I guess, order a beverage of some sort. Hey there, sir. Can we, can we see your, uh... Your phone book. I don't know the. Okay, honestly, I don't know the state of telephones at this point. Is this the time where you have to like talk to an operator to call yeah. anybody or like? Okay, yeah, you have to give the well, exchange number, the the exchange oh not number even the exchange name of the exchange, which is usually probably the neighborhood you're in. Um, okay, and then like the you get like four digits, I think, still. But uh, Jesus, yeah. we've, okay. we've established that there's some sort of phone book or something. Yeah, at the moment. Um, okay. So yeah, he says, uh, yeah, sure thing. I need sets it on the on the bar and I, you've probably have you've drank here before you ended up with a favor from this dude in the that's right previous time through this week so that's true so he's he's seen you okay how many gonzalez's are there in I think the... give give me uh i don't know some sort of canvassing attack or something okay because there aren't many but there's more than one okay i'll also ask the barkeep like hey you're right near this place do oh, you yeah, ever see sure. anyone come in Actually, right so a combination it, of both the paper and the and that the barkeep's gonna be more hand handy than the phone book here probably okay so i think what i'll do here is highlight my i think i'll use my always below decks quirk here okay. to be like you know there are plenty of things that make us different however we're all just working Joes here. I'm just trying to help this person out who f- hates their damn job. Okay. I've been there. Look at me. Like, I do I look like I've had a, had an easy life working on ships? You know, like, just, like, that camaraderie of just, like, being a normal dude who's not above anybody else. And so that is going to be a four charm attack, I think, with an edge from, I don't think any of the standard charm edges apply. I'm going to use, whoa, can I use a negative trait as a useful trait? Huh. Uh, I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't think we specify you can't. We we definitely did not. I, I like the idea of it. <laughs> okay. So I have not so attractive as a negative trait, which means I can't boost challenges related to first impressions or physical attraction. And so I think I want to use this as an edge in the sense that like to, to reinforce the like, I'm just a dude. I'm not, there's nothing about me that's particularly smarmy or like, you know. Also maybe wants to get rid of you. (laughs) Yes. Get this, this ugly fucker out of my bar. Um, (laughs) uh, So yes. Uh, that's a four charm, and I, I'm assuming this is against the mystery, the main yeah. adversary. Um, yeah. Is this this is is this nerve or wits? Are you are you? I think it's wits, right? I think so, unless yeah. unless Gonzalez is hiding, scared. Maybe then it becomes nerve, but yeah. All right, I will take that because I don't think I have a skill that will help. I'm going to take an affliction of networked um, in the sense of like 
You now have various people you've been talking to that are willing to give you information. Is that and your first affliction? First affliction and first point of stress that y'all have actually dealt to the Woo. De- dealt directly to the the adversary. Um, and he says, "Oh yeah, yeah, Gonzalez, uh, Isaac, a guy by the name of Isaac Gonzalez. Uh, he uh, he worked at the at the." at the tank up there for for years uh when he had one too many he kept saying uh that uh that the whole thing was gonna break apart or burst open or something uh he'd say that it wasn't safe um from what i hear he uh he quit back in september couldn't take it anymore kept talking about his boss wouldn't listen to him his boss's boss wouldn't listen to him he doesn't live too close but uh he uh he flips through the through the phone book and he's like yeah yeah there i gonzalez right there jesus all right well the, that's uh that's worrying it's you know i mean i guess it's good he had an eye out but just like a just like a manager to not pay any attention right yeah well one of the nice things about this place is i don't have to worry too much about bosses sounds great just the tax man i guess right yeah well that's always gonna be a problem plus you know prohibition coming up uh oh yeah that's uh can't be more than a year or so left in this place that's rough that's that's rough i think if y'all are down i'm interested in uh an oc chat before we call it sounds good sure okay right and i think we should have an out of character chat So one of our three agenda items for this campaign is to be improvisational. Um, Support each other to create the story in the moment and set other players up for interesting story. And that's sort of a core concept of of Rosette Diceless is to to kind of, we we talk about spotlighting characters and and letting everyone have narrative control over what's going on and presenting opportunities for, for the narrator and for players that aren't currently the narrator. And we've we've definitely seen some of that here with with the the different character stories interacting and and some of the more especially I think Harmony's been pretty provocative with with some of the stuff that that she's been doing. How do y'all what do y'all think about how that agenda item has been going? Has that felt easy? Has it been challenging? So, I have not been role playing as much in this last let's say year that it's been exclusively online. <laughs> um, we took a long hiatus from our regular space station sci-fi game um, until like August. Your home game of Rosette Diceless. Exactly. And so um, this is probably only the fifth or sixth kind of session in this past year that I've played of a, of a role-playing game. So I find it, more awkward um in many of the ways that people who do podcasts that i listen to talk about how it is more awkward this year so you know there's nothing surprising here um it's just a little a little harder to know when to jump in or how to signal or mm-hmm. if i've missed anything and you know like if i zoned out for a second um like did i miss a clue and how awkward will it be if i ask or, or whatever um so so there's that like just the mechanics i think of of video stuff i'm just less skilled with i think i'll get there um but that's what it is 
Um, but overall, like, I think it, I think it works okay. It's a little harder to know for me as this character kind of had to jump in. Like, I'm not sure that like diving into a scene in which two people are trying to convince each other of something uh, is the right move necessarily. You know, like in this, this last scene we were in, uh, I figured quiet and unobtrusive was probably the better way to go, but it did make for complete silence um, from, from this side of the mic. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the general, the general tabletop garden principle of honestly portraying diverse characters kind of weighs on Sam because Sam's in a position where historically it's, it's kind of dangerous if he tries to hop into an argument between two white guys or even, but, but Lorenzo's Italian and he's doing it right. So that's, so all this is like running through my head on like, Mm. um, what's this versus that. And then also though keeping up enough with what's on my sheet and so on like if it would be worth it then i'll do it you know there's also that like ooc component of of i'll, I'll absolutely do it so um so yeah i think it's it's interesting it's more it feels like more work than sitting at the table does like than being in person um yeah which is interesting more attention yeah. required yeah yeah it's new experience i'll say that for my part um the the improv factor uh, mo- mostly when I've been getting stuck I've noticed in this game has usually just been when I am looking for something mechanically to use mm-hmm. um, because then I have to shift my brain to that gear where I'm looking at a list of things and I'm trying to decide strategically yeah what uh, what to do and then figure out it's like okay well once I've narrowed it down to the set of things I want to do how shall I spin it to uh, to make it work I think once I actually start talking I'm fine for a given value of fine because a lot of times that also involves as those of you who've been who, who have heard any of this podcast will will, will realize uh, usually I ramble until I hit the thing that I want to hit uh, it's been my improv style for some time since uh, since I started doing improv uh, in uh, in theater it's it's one of those things where I I've been lucky enough to uh, been able to do in my streamed games uh regular playing of games for a while it's been less more recently um but that is starting up again um the i i think it's mostly when i have to switch gears that i have difficulty with it um and i do agree that improving with people is easier when you are in their presence um, yeah. Because you can read all of the micro signals, if that's a word, that uh, you can't otherwise read quite as well, even if you're looking at them on video. Um, you can see their entire self um, and glean things from that. Um, so it's uh, it, there is, I, I agree, a challenge with respect to that. Yeah. You mentioned the the sort of mechanics, how mechanics interact with that improvisation, and like ideally, the mechanics of an RPG are providing like prompts and and information that can that can prompt that improv. But then there's also the the flip side of that is that like you can't just freely improv because then you know 
you can easily go like, oh, I've got a great idea, improv, improv, and then you like realize like, oh, my numbers don't support that. Uh, which is you know, that classic problem yeah. that shows up in RPGs all the time where someone will have a brilliant, clever social interaction with their character and then realize that their character doesn't have a skill that would let them be that that mm-hmm. personable. Yeah. I have had one challenge, which is uh, figuring out whether things that I want to do or say are like historically accurate. Mm-hmm. And I know like, I mean, maybe I should worry about it less. I don't know. Yeah, I think we've tried to push for like, we don't need to like, we're, we're fine being flexible with that. That's one of the things that we, we started off with. But that's still hard to do because everything's so interconnected, right? It's like, we, we talked about, are there phone books? What do phone books look like, <laughs> right? And like, on the one hand, you could hand wave them and be like, of course there are phone books. And on the other hand, it's like, wait, but what does that say about the world if there are phone books when there weren't historically? Yeah, uh-huh. I know what you're saying. It, it just sometimes it makes it like harder to figure out how to interact with people in the environment because it's like an additional layer. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's good. I mean, I think it's a good challenge. Like, I think I like it, but um, it does. I think it is an additional thing in between. <laughs> yeah. Just tossing something out there or responding. Yeah, and the fact that we're deliberately interacting with history in this way, like, you know, if we were doing a Call of Cthulhu game in the, in set in the same time, we probably wouldn't worry as much about it, right? Because we're concerned about if we can track down the, the Shugoth, not <laughs> how to find a worker who quit in a city. Yeah. I will say, though, now I'm concerned that the worker is going to turn out to be a Shagoth. I'm very worried about <laughs> that. That'd now. be a twist. No guarantees. I also just... Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, that would be a hell of a twist. Mm-hmm. You said this would be weird fiction, but uh, <laughs> if it goes that direction. As someone who's been teaching via Zoom for since March, I think y'all are like, a ray of sunshine like, it's like how how you say things and communicate <laughs> i think it's great so i mean great job everybody i mean a lot of the uh, that's like a lot of the technique of improv is staying engaged and active like and that's mm-hmm. i think why the mechanics can sometimes be be tricky it's because when you're looking at your sheet it's harder to to kind of keep that pattern going back and forth between between players. So does this mean we should throw our sheets out and freeform roleplay forever? Um, I do like this new sheet. One of the things <laughs> I'm interested in with, with Tabletop Garden is how like how the rules interact with that storytelling. Like yes. even even if it's sometimes, you know, if it sometimes makes it more challenging. Um, yeah. It's it's I I find that that friction interesting. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't love some freeform roleplay. <laughs> I'm going to remember this conversation when we see the Shoggoth come burbling up out of that molasses tank. <laughs> I'm just saying. We, we can say free- I told you so. We can, <laughs> we can freeform scream our ass out of this town. How's that for freeform? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much. 
Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Try as they might, they'd all lose the fight against the dark and tidal mound. Houses would tumble, the L track to crumble, the music. Next time on Tabletop Garden, the Great Molasses Flood. Also, Lorenzo, I was really hoping I'd have an opportunity to slide down that pole. Is that going to be an option? Sometimes I guess we have to be a little bit uh, of a group of anarchists, I guess. Before we start getting into the possibility of blowing things up, can we at least try calling? You see a figure dart out of an alley and start running. Rosette Diceless was created by Future Proof Games and can be found at rosetterpg.com. Our theme song is Great Molasses Disaster by Robin Egner and Parlor Game, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. You can find more on Tabletop Garden at tabletop.garden, and you can support my work and get episodes early at patreon.com slash Gregory Avery Weir.